Welcome to the podcast of Fairmount Presbyterian Church in Cleveland Heights, Ohio, where we feature our worship sermons. Listen again to past sermons from home, when you are traveling, or wherever you are. Listen in if you need a moment of reflection, inspiration, and love. First, what is it that I love so much about Sister Act? The second, how important is language? And the third, how many times do I say the word extravagant? So three things you can be listening for. The Reverend Larissa Kwong Abazia writes, the story of Mary breaking open a jar of expensive perfume is surrounded by death. Only one chapter earlier, Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead at the risk of his own life. Returning to Judea and resurrecting the dead became the final actions necessary for the religious and political leaders to conspire against him. Yet here is this faithful family, welcoming and celebrating Christ as the outside world seeks to write a different story. Well, you may have heard me talk before about my call to ministry coming at least in part from watching the movie Sister Act. Sister Act with Whoopi Goldberg came out when I was 11. It's a story of a woman who works as a lounge singer in Las Vegas and was dating a man in the mob. She witnesses a murder, and because of that, her life is in danger, causing her to go into the witness relocation program, where she is assigned to live in a convent as a nun. The other sisters are a bit unsure about her, but they realize that she has a good voice, and they invite her to join the choir. She ends up introducing them to some Motown hits, which they slightly reword so that they become songs of praise and adoration that they sing in worship. There are some who are skeptical, including the priest and the Reverend Mother. However, when teenagers start to wander into the church on Sunday mornings, drawn by this very different sound pouring out of its doors, their minds start to change. The nuns begin going out into the community, interacting with and creating relationships with their neighbors, and the church, which was once empty, becomes full to the brim. When I watched Sister Act, I decided I wanted to be Whoopi Goldberg. Otherwise known as Sister Mary Clarence, and my parents affectionately looked at me and said, well, that will be hard because you're Presbyterian. (laughs) And I wanted to be her, not because of the sequin dresses, though I did like those, her velvety voice and her choreographed dance moves, but because in this movie, she helped people hear and think about God differently and invited people into a new perspective on how they might approach a relationship with God and with their neighbors that helped so many more people come to the table. That is what I wanted to be a part of. Well, this past week, Fairmount and St. Paul's Episcopal Church, the one across the street, partnered to bring queer Christian recording artist Semler to our chapel for a concert and a Q&A session. Kate McFadden, our director of youth and adult faith formation, was the brainchild and instigator of this event, having followed this artist for some time and having a vision of what having them in our space could mean for this community and for the community that exists outside our doors. So let me pause at this place in the story to make sure we're all on the same page about a few things. First, 
the word queer. More Light Presbyterians, who are an organization in the Presbyterian Church USA that is seeking to empower and equip individuals and congregations to live into their welcome for LGBTQIA people, and of which Fairmount is a member, defines queer as this, a self-identifying term which can be controversial because it's been used historically as a derogatory term to identify LGBTQ people. And as a reminder, LGBTQ stands for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer. This term has been widely reclaimed by people within the LGBTQ community to represent individuals whose gender and or sexuality do not conform with the dichotomous gender and sexuality care categories. So this means that I don't get to decide if someone is queer. I get to listen. And if someone refers to themselves as queer, then it's appropriate for me to also use that language about a person. Second, similar is unique as queer and Christian recording artists don't usually go together. But Grace Baldridge, who performs using the name similar, is a pastor's kid who has a deeply rooted faith and is a powerful songwriter. She has an incredible voice and also identifies as queer an identity that they struggled to come to terms with and now freely, boldly, and authentically live out. Third, pronouns. My pronouns happen to be she, hers. I am a cisgender female, which means that I identify my gender as the same as the biological sex that I was assigned at birth, which means that when I was born, a doctor called out, it's a girl. And that gender has continued to make sense for me throughout my life. This is not true of all people. And so it can be hurtful to make assumptions about how a person would like to be referred to based on their outward appearance. Some people, like Grace, prefer to use the pronouns they, them to indicate their own expression of gender that goes beyond the more conventional he, she binary. Fourth, the language we use is really important. I know that this language I'm defining this morning might be new for some of you. It might be confusing. It might even make you a bit uncomfortable. It also might be liberating to hear someone standing in the pulpit talking about these things. We're a part of a congregation which all of this is true at the same time. And that's why it's so imperative to have conversations like this one where we can learn more about each other and the similarities and differences in our lived experiences. So now that we have some more common vocabulary, I'll pick back up my story, and I promise I'm going to connect it to the scripture lesson today. Okay, so we have this concert set up, and the question is, will people even come? And the questions continue. How can we make sure that we are a welcoming space? What are the visual indicators that we can put out that makes people know this is a safe space? What is the language we should use when we welcome and thank? What partners should we be working with and supporting? Well, after a lot of conversation, on Wednesday night we opened the doors and a team of volunteers from St. Paul's and Fairmount showed up, ready to help people find the women's room and the men's room and the gender-neutral bathroom, ready to learn more from the community partners the concert was benefiting, a health center that serves local LGBTQ community right here in Cleveland Heights, a youth and family center for LGBTQ kids, 
and the LGBT Center of Greater Cleveland. The volunteers were ready to step in where needed to direct traffic, which was needed, and to give a big smile and a warm word of welcome to every person that entered our doors, knowing that just the act of entering a church might be difficult for some of the people who are attending the show. People who had been hurt by church experiences, harmful theology, and traumatized by words spoken by clergy. As Ryan and Brandon, one of the pastors from St. Paul's, got up and welcomed the crowd, and I do mean crowd, the chapel was full to the brim of people. They broke the ice, and they brought a new way of thinking about the physical space of churches and the theology of God that it might invite all of us in. And as I watched teenagers and young adults and parents and grandparents streamed through the doors of the chapel and filled that room. It was a sister act dream come true. As Semler sang, the crowd sang along through laughter and through tears. We all listened to their stories of hurt and pain and damnation and also of a breaking open into a new way of being, a way of being that was blessed by God. We became, as Reverend Kwong Abasia described of Mary and her siblings, a faithful family, welcoming and celebrating Christ as the outside world seeks to write a different story. Lazarus had been dead for days. By the time Jesus showed up, wept and raised him from the dead. This act put the authorities over the edge, saying things like, if we let him go on like this, everyone will believe in him. And so it is written that Jesus no longer walked about openly, but went from there to a town called Ephraim in the region near the wilderness and remained there with the disciples. That is, until a few days before the Passover, when Jesus came back to Lazarus' house and a dinner was given in his honor. It is at this dinner that Mary takes a pound, which means a lot, of expensive perfume and anoints Jesus' feet with it. Many have defined Mary's actions as shameful, wasteful, sexual, inappropriate, but not Jesus. As artist and theologian Makoto Fujimura writes, Christ called her act of devotion beautiful, echoing the Hebrew word kalos, a word that appears in the original language of Genesis that tells us that God created creation and called it good. What Mary did was good and beautiful, what the disciples deemed a waste, Jesus called the most necessary. What the disciples deemed a waste, Jesus called the most necessary. The season we have been engaging in an expansive Lent with scripture and programming and conversations and even tablescapes then invite us to see and feel our lives as full to the brim with God's love and God's grace for us. When we approach the story of Mary from this context, we can see how Mary's extravagant actions of anointing Jesus with this costly perfume are a response to the extravagant love that she has experienced. 
And so we might ask ourselves, why is it often so difficult to believe in an extravagant God? What are the things that I have deemed a waste that Jesus calls the most necessary? What is my response to God's abundant love in my life? I'm about to do a new thing says God. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? May we see how God makes a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. May we continue to strive to be a faithful family that welcomes Christ, however he, she, and they might show up. And may we respond to God with a degree to which God extravagantly loves each and every one of us. Amen. We thank you for listening to a worship episode from Fairmount Presbyterian Church. Revisit this podcast site weekly for new worship episodes. Have a beautiful and blessed day.